is the Under Center Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Under Center Podcast. I am, of course, your host, Daramar. I am delighted to be joined by my partner in crime, Fionn Malloy. Fionn, uh, we missed you last week. I was kind of riding solo a little bit, but delighted to have you back. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I'm happy to be back. I love on the show, so up that things have finally allowed me to get uh, to what love, and hopefully we can create more great content there. As you know, myself and yourself always make the best content on the show anyway. So uh, whenever we're paired together, it always seems to go well. Either that or a disaster. It's like it's peaks or troughs. It's not never in the middle. It's never. There's no, no never consistent. So we don't either. do average. All the way we don't there, do all average. No, no, we don't at all, not at all. But this week on the show, we are heading up north and we're delighted to be chatting to left tackle for the Belfast Knights, uh, Reggie Mugaki. Uh, hopefully I pronounced that right. Uh, we just had a little chat oh. off here to make sure. <laughs> but uh, hopefully I got that right. Reggie, how are you, buddy? I'm great, mate. Absolutely. Yeah, tired from training last night, but other than that, can't complain. Yeah, you're saying in that heat last week as well, Jesus. It would have, or last time would have been, uh, would have been tough. Yeah, it was, especially as a bigger fella. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh well, that's it. And look, listen, I, I'm a member of the the Lyman fraternity here. I know exactly. We're already carrying the weight. We don't need this extra pads and helmets as well in the heat to make things even worse for sure. Exactly. What is your preferred game day sort of? You know. Uh, not experience, but sort of game day weather. Would you prefer it to be like nice and sunny? Do you like it when it's raining and it's wet and it's slippery? Or, well, what what's the what's the ideal conditions for a lineman now playing uh, on a Sunday afternoon? Oh, for me, but uh, where it's cloudy and it's about I don't know, say about five, six, seven degrees. You know, where it's just nice and cool, but it's just a nice temperature to play on. Yeah. Absolutely, and that's perfect. That is perfect. It's, I was, I was, you were going to say when you were saying about five degrees, I thought you were going to go a little lower, and then you get into that territory of like, you know, I don't know if you played soccer when you were younger, but you know, when it was cold on a Saturday morning and the ball would just hit your leg on a cold yeah. Saturday morning, and it would be the worst pain imaginable. Yeah, see, that's like with especially like training against uh, some of the boys in our D lines. See, when you go to January preseason, and like big Robbie comes in and hit you, you're just like. Retirement sounds lovely, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I come back again? Uh, sh- oh, shoot, I can't remember now. Uh, yeah. I know, I know exactly. I know exactly what you mean. But like, I- I've seen, I've seen, obviously, in bits and pieces from, obviously, your season this year. And, uh, and I've seen, uh, what are you feeding the guys up there? Because you have a lot of big lads up on those two lines up there. I have no clue. It's probably actually just <laughs> Boojum, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, listen. I, I know, I can, I can definitely um, agree with you with the boozing. It does. Uh, it is a great, you know, was it great for gains? That's what it is. It's great yeah. for gains. Um, but look, we're listen. We're here to chat about the the Belfast night season in general. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't speak about it on a higher note this week. Obviously, due to the to the loss last weekend. Unfortunately, um, was was last weekend, wasn't it? I'm not going mad. I am it was, not yeah. going mad. It was last weekend. Sorry, the loss, of course, to the to the Minotaurs. Um, it just let's talk about that game first. Um, obviously, it was it was two games back to back against the Minotaurs. Um, you won the first game, lost this one. Sort of 
how how was uh, how was yourself after the game, and how was the team, especially after this game last Sunday? Uh, after Sunday, it was after having such a convincing win over them at the home leg. You know, we were confident with ourselves, and we thought, okay, we've we've seen what the what they are, and um, what we know how to go against them type thing. And then Sunday, they just come out blazing. That like and all props to them. They're a fantastic team, great bunch of lads. But it was they just hit us with a blow straight away. It was like, whoa. Um, but the team were afterwards it was a bit split low because essentially we were saying last night at training, we went from halftime from the Panthers game being oh, we could make playoffs this year, potentially, if results go our way, deny being we're in a relegation battle. So there's had to be like sort of a major shift within the our goals this year now. So yeah, and it's it is sort of those fine margins as well because, like you just mentioned, um, although the first couple of games, the first three games especially, on, although they were losses, they were games that you definitely uh, acquitted yourselves quite well in. Especially the first yeah. game was against the Rebels, going up early. Unfortunately, couldn't continue on the good start into the second half of that game. Um. Okay, the, the Trojans game uh, looks that the scoreline looks a little lopsided, but it, it you know, he was definitely in that game. And then, of course, the third game against the Admirals, where only he's losing by the 10 points in and against an Admirals team that have started on fire this year that have um beaten anyone that come up against. And yeah, like you're saying, I guess then going into game four, that great uh win against the Minotaurs, like we spoke about, and then yeah. It's just how fine that is if you could have got over the line against the Panthers down in Dublin that maybe, yeah, it, it would be a different conversation we're having today. Yeah, 100%. It's it's one of those things. It's, it's, it's hard to take, but it is what it is, so we just have to get on with it now. Just mm-hmm. all focus on Craig Avon for not this Sunday, for the 11th, yeah. Yeah, and Reggie, how important is it given, as you said, that the kind of the shift moved to that that relegation battle, obviously Craig Avon will be down there with you guys. How how are you guys preparing for this game, given the, the stakes? Obviously, in that particular battle, you're in the driving seat, but this is kind of the clinching game, I guess, for you guys now over the last two games you have left in the season. What's the what's the mentality going in? Is it is it must win or is it more let's just do our jobs uh, and we think we can come away with the win anyway? It's... <sighs> Uh, it's a, a little bit of both, you know. Uh, it's definitely we very much believe in ourselves. Um, we know we have a strong O line, uh, we have a good run game, and like our rookie receiver Dahi has been phenomenal this year. I think he's on four or five touchdowns. Um, we just believe if we just need to tighten up the the wee small things like on. Um, like just uh, small penalties, that like stupid things. Like on Sunday there, I got two penalties. The only two penalties we had were, of course, on me on Sunday's game there. Um, just tighten them up and stop that sort of thing happening. And then everything should just start clicking a bit better and it should be good. Yeah. And that's it as well. And I guess it's not something that you would have wanted this year because... Obviously, last year, the final day, you survived um, in staying in the Premier Division by beating the, the Rhinos. 
um, and obviously sending them down. And like you're saying, now we're in this sort of relegation battle. But again, it's something that you do have in your own hands. Like Fionn just mentioned, it's that Cowboys game. You win that Cowboys game and you're definitely safe. Um, obviously, Cowboys going 0-7 and that's their last game of the year. And obviously, then they'll put a bit of pressure on the team then to go to UCD and get some sort of result if, if the worst happens there in a couple of weeks. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, is there any sense of, oh kind of oh shit we're here again sort of after last year especially with the chance in the off season to to recruit and everything like that or or is this sort of a different scenario where you see the progression that you're making from last year and yes we may be in a relegation battle but it's not say the same scenario as last season no 100% oh, I see a massive difference between last year and this year like the Rebels game from last year we had the double header against them and um, the first game was it was like it was a slaughter match. Um, we got decimated, and then this year, first game, they come out, um, they come up to us. And I don't know, maybe they thought oh, we'll walk over them again, but we're fairly through, give them a punch in the mouth, and um, showed them that you know we can fight back and we deserve to be in this league. Yeah. Yeah. And Reggie, how do you how do you guys manage because? Obviously, maybe it's a little bit unfair to lump all the Northern Ireland teams in together, but geographically they're they're relatively close. It's a hotbed for football, and there's some top-notch talent up there. There was a lot of off-season storylines being generated this season as more attention was being paid about some of the players switching to different teams. And no doubt the Knights were in and among that boat, getting players and and having players go away. How how do you guys uh, compete not just on the football? field but then off in terms of recruiting and keeping the talent that you guys obviously have especially on that line but but also growing the talent with new players as they become available and in such a competitive market well it as you say it's it's very very well it's like you know yourself um down in dublin be a very condensed sort of market as you if you would call it um with three teams basically being within five minutes drive from each other um it's it's just trying to get our name out there as much as we can because obviously the Trojans are phenomenal at it and the Razorbacks are just skyrocketing with that sort of thing as well under the help of Lindsay. Um, that's that's uh, me, myself, and the other fellow who does uh, our social media, Chris. That's our main aim. It's like try and get the best quality stuff out there to get as many um, people just eyes on our socials as possible. And then it's just whenever they come down, just be, you know, be as accommodating to them as we possibly can. Show them like, yeah, this is, it's a tough sport. But at the same time, it's like you come down here and you'll meet people who you never thought you'd like in your life and be best friends for life. You know, that that sort of thing. It's we're just like the keep everyone involved and engaged and that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I sure know not that I know, I know that all too well with Fiona as well. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't for football. Nah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny if like if you heard our. You look very true, Derek, considering how much time you spend around me. To be honest. <laughs> ah, look, see, see, is it time I spend around you or time you spend around me? Well, look, would you rather me or my brother? That's the big question. I don't think there's much oh, of a comparison I, there. I, 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 
I will um, leave the stream and go sit on that fence there that I'm that I have situated outside. I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna plead the fifth on that answer there for sure. Um, I'll just say I enjoy having a Malloy around. That's what I'll just say. I'll just keep it with that. I'll yeah, very political, very around. political. Yeah, well done. Exactly, done. exactly. Doll Irvin is calling my name now. I don't know once I'm finished playing football and podcasting for sure. Um, but actually, you did mention Reggie about the the socials, and and it's one thing that I feel that we have to have to give you so much credit for because it's it's absolutely unreal. It's definitely one of the the more underrated things that uh, underrated teams that don't get enough praise for their social media presence and, and what they do, because obviously the likes of, you mentioned the Razorbacks have, have taken a huge step up this year in their social media side of things. The Trojans as well are fantastic with their social media. Uh, UCD, I should mention as well, they have um, some fantastic game day graphics and stuff like that too. And well, to be fair, I must say that all teams are in this league this year are, are taking a conscious step this year to sort of improve their social media game, which should be applauded. And um, how how do you feel yourself? How important do you feel that the social media aspect to an American football team for such a niche sport on a small island is to try and one gain notoriety and two sort of you know, like you said um, in a previous answer, just letting people know that you're around. It's, it's it's massive, like especially for you know something we all essentially uh, like come down to pay to play and all. It's something out there that will catch someone's eye or something. It's because um, before what was it uh, our old running back Ali? He did our graphics before he retired, and it was I remember it was um seeing one of the nights post. And it was like. Oh, that's nice. It's like, what's this about? And then I funnily enough had a friend who was playing at the nights at the time. Um, mm-hmm. and that's what got me down. Like, so I was sort of like, it's a big thing you need to you need to head on now to get players in. Yeah, totally for sure. And um and like that, it's only just helpful, even if it's just like you know, the one team here. Just, I think it's a it's a great thing that it, it's given a bit of an extra layer of competition as well when it comes to it too. You know, it's uh, if it is um, like that, the Razorbacks are, have you're coming up against the game the game day graphics against the Razorbacks. You kind of want to see if you can top do better than them a little bit. Um, now we've had an interesting one this year where it's been kind of down in Division Two. I think the teams have been like, who can do like the worst best job. Or the best worst job, you know. Um, the a lot of them that I look after the pirates with a lot of them I've tried to sort of you know purposely sort of take the piss out of and stuff like that. And you know, I think was it the Eagles got a bit of grief because they didn't do a lot in their first couple of games for their socials as well. And we had John Lynch from the Eagles on, and I thought we were going to start a little battle for for everyone ahead of our Eagles game, but no, he had to put out the nice graphics when I put out the the shitty one of our like left tackle who had like a viral photo for a while where he was just standing there nonchalantly pushing defensive uh, lineman away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just put him on an I put him on an eagle's head. I put him pushing away an eagle's head for a little bit. He was looking at his hand. I thought that was pretty cool. Let's see what they could do. And then just put up a, a nice image of it, like an eagle or something like that. I was like, well thanks lads for thought we were going to get something going here, but whatever. Um Let's move on and let's actually get into the listener questions on this one. We've had a few. Um, we've had uh, some in the comments of the post, some sent to us directly. So we'll start with 
Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. I think we can all appreciate this question on this one. It's from the lads at the Talking Balls podcast. They want to know, Reggie, what is your favorite beard product? Um, I honestly I don't really use any anymore. <laughs> I used to use, uh, there's a company for, it's about 10 minutes down the road me, um, called Urban Tonic, because they did this strawberry and mango scented uh, balm and oil. And it was, if, if, if like sometimes I've been, I was tempted to eat the bomb whenever I come home pissed or something like, but uh, <laughs> um, stop doing it. So it's like, you know, now I'll just, I'll just cut it every once in a while now and wash it with soap. <laughs> That's a nice one though. That's a nice one. I had a, I had a coconut scented one there for a while, a little oil that you put in. Now, that was a good one. That was a good one. Um, but then anything I drank, smelled the coconut and I couldn't uh could never do and so I'd have I had to stop that now as well. Um let's have a look at Sharper98 wants to ask how many career holes do you have? Uh to be honest it's I don't think it's all that much Sunday I definitely had one there. Well, that was rightly or wrongly given. It's up for debate. Oh, they only count if the ref sees them, Reggie, anyway. So well, we yeah, all know well, that yeah. the linemen hold all the time. They only count <laughs> yeah, when they're caught. Yeah, it's if I'm not caught, every play, but ones have been caught in um, maybe about three or four, I would say. Yeah, okay. since moving to tackle, about three or four, yeah. Three, three or four, fair enough, fair enough. Um... We kind of touched on it anyway, but I'll ask it. Um, David McShane asks, uh, "How would you describe the would you, how would you describe the night season for those outside the club that don't watch the game tape?" Now we sort of talked about it already, but if there's anything else that you want to add on to it, I'm sure, shoot. I actually seen that comment. I was like, I know what he's asking here. Um, I was scared though because I got to think about it a little bit. Um, I'd say it's. It's been a frustrating season, um, but it's. I don't think the scorelines um, would reflect the football we have played. Like, obviously, there's been uh, the Rebels game, the Corks game, and the Panthers game were very close. Um, but it's far, I'd say the Trojans game was. was it was a blowout, like, fair play to them. Um, but the um, Minotaurs. The game we played last weekend there it that scoreline doesn't represent that game i don't think like first half they come out um they were fantastic but second half the whole team just stepped it up um defense got good stops um and our ricky qb he came in and he got there was a touchdown he rushed for um and it was called back um whether that was right or wrong, I don't know. But uh, um, and then there was uh, would through he threw for another touchdown to die, and um, it was called back as well because um, some stupid stupid month they had a tripping penalty against them. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been it, it it's better than what it looks. You know, we're we're playing better than a one and five team. I would say. Yeah. Um, and what uh, 
I guess I have to ask the question then, how many career tripping penalties do you have at this stage? That, that'd be one. Hopefully one and done. <laughs> <laughs> um, not a question, but I saw a comment here from WSD underscore 62. Wills um, says, king amongst men. So that's a nice comment <laughs> as well to have for sure. Big Wilson. Definitely some a nice guy. comment. Uh, so just some fella, some fella, WSD, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, we have a question from Anonymous, which is uh, a blank profile, so I, I don't know. Maybe someone's trying to get you in trouble here. We'll, we'll see, though. Um, if you could change anything in the Knights um, this season from last season, um, other than recruiting, what would you do? Could change someone's everything. trying to stitch you up here. I think that <laughs> trying to get you in trouble. Um, see, it's, it's a hard question to answer because we all see our the progress in ourselves from that mm-hmm. last year to this year. Um, the only thing maybe you would possibly change is would love, love to have the likes of uh Marty Kasky back at wide receiver. Because he's he's been a big miss because he's you know he's uh, a big receiver within the league and just his knowledge and his coaching for because we have with uh, two or three guys that are in their second year and then a couple of rookie wide receivers just to have him there just going over everything with him would be perfect. I think I successfully dodged that question. <laughs> yeah, I think you did. Fair play. Fair play. I think um, I'm not the only one getting into politics after this now, for sure, when we're done. Don't worry about that. Um, but I, I would actually ask, I, I want to jump back a little bit here because um, we now I'm going into the sort of realm of speculation here with this one because just how important the 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 game against the Cowboys is going to be obviously when it comes to, to the relegation battle. We've seen that Trinity have forfeited their season again, meaning they won't be coming back next year under the bylaws, as far as I'm aware, or as far as what Aiden said when he was on with the talking balls, lads. The question that question was broached. But it means we may get a change in league structure again this year this for next season. Um, and one of the, the ideas that was floated last year that wasn't brought in, but maybe brought in this one, is the North-South divide. So the Premier Division stays the same, and then North, uh, then you know AFI North, AFI South, which means that, uh, off the top of my head, I haven't checked it, but you'd be looking at what, the Jets, yourselves, who else would there? Razorbacks, Trojans. Causeway. Trojans would stay in the Premier Division, so they wouldn't be part of oh, the... I- Oh, and, uh, are you you're relegating the Knights then, there are you? I'm saying if they lose, I said if possibility relegate possibility. I said so. <laughs> it'll either be Knights. They're not Knights a very Cowboys. pleasant host. I oh, give you yeah. that much. Yeah. I have to ask the hard <laughs> questions here. You know, I have to ask these questions. But no like wrong said, questions, right? Yeah, the the Vipers. That's the other team you mentioned. Um, and then it depends on the Mavericks if they get promoted or not, and if they deem them a North or South team because they're kind of in the middle. Yeah, means that it could be a little more difficult to sort of make it into the Premier Division. So how how important you, does that add extra sort of significance to that game now in a few weeks? Um, no, I don't. Not not for us. It's you know, it's just one of those things. We just we believe in ourselves. We we play our game. We don't have a 
offensive line that keeps making mistakes and we should be fine. Um, you know, we know the Cowboys are a good team, but we feel we can um, take a good game to them and come home with a victory. So, um, but I, I, I've heard that the whole thing about the North South thing before, like during COVID and all, slowed down. I was like, it, I, I don't like it personally because it's like the North and South teams play very differently. Well, I, I, um, I haven't played many of like the like the Vipers or I've had a couple of training sessions with the Razorbacks. Um, but like I know us and the Trojans, you know, uh, would be a lot more physical teams than um, some of the uh, the southern teams. Um, and it's just you, you just get a nice exposure to different play styles and everything with traveling all over the board. So I'm I don't like it myself, but if it happens, it happens, you know. Yeah, I look from a personal point of view, I, I would not be looking forward to that at all. <laughs> the pirates are, are, are sort of you know we're still trying to build at the moment but then be having to face the likes of a you know vikings what are we looking at vikings uh rhinos crusaders is that it is that it? wexford um mavericks as well if they hang depending on mavericks so yeah yeah, yeah. So for for a team that's like ourselves that we're still trying to build and stuff like that, I think that it might be could be some hard days ahead. And maybe you know, I don't want to say that we're going to you know like get shut out or get absolutely battered or anything like that. But there's a higher possibility if that happens where they change the league structure next year um, instead of having more balanced teams, regardless of of geographic location um, but yeah. that's, that's worth mentioning Dara because I mean anytime you're trying to you're trying to divvy up teams that border is going to be a, like a natural temptation there and it of course you can always make that the travel argument but I think fundamentally if you're renting buses which you could do for for the likes of us let's say down with the Republic we've got to go and play UL uh, or any of the other teams that might come down that's just as far for us as going up to Belfast so in terms of the, the cost savings of travel, I don't know. I think I definitely like to see it a bit more on merit. I think it helps growth. I think teams such as ourselves can can struggle. I mean, Reggie, I'm sure you can speak to the last couple of seasons of of the, the Knights, even with, by all, by all intents and purposes, successful seasons by staying in the Premier Division. When there's not a lot of winning going around, it's hard to keep lads engaged. And it just it forces the clubs to work a little bit harder and, they do a great job, as have we. We've managed to grow our team despite uh, the disappointment of the previous season. And and I think we're going to continue to grow it this season, no matter how the last couple of games play out. But look, I think it's a natural temptation to go for that split. But I, I don't know if it's the I don't know if it's the best for growing the game. I think it's always going to be there. Uh, there's certainly you could argue pros, but I, I just wonder what what weight you give to those uh, the pro border. Pro border and there's look, there's something nice about keeping this this league all Ireland. It's the same as the rugby. It's it's nice. It's unifying. It gets all the different cultures mixed together. The teams are doing a great job of keeping that diversity within themselves. And so I think we should keep that diversity within the league as well. I think that's that shouldn't be overstated either by keeping the border, the north and the south teams uh, playing against each other in in mixed divisions. Well. 
I was just going to jump in. Fionn, I'll just throw this at you though as well. It takes us an hour and a half to drive down to Wexford to play the Eagles, whereas we'll take the same amount of time to drive up to Belfast. So there is no real difference. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. In fact, the UL will be further than any other game we'd have to play if the, if they ended up staying in Division in Division 1. So, I mean, I'd look, it certainly feels, I think that traveling feels appealing, but whether the savings and the benefits would actually be there, I think it, it needs a pretty critical analysis. But again, I think the league are considering all this stuff. They're listening to a lot of voices. There are much more voices as well with, it, with us and, and the other podcasts and then the people who are working officially with the AFI as well. So, look, I think we're going to land on a, on a good workaround, even if we do decide to go north-south. I think it's going to be come under review. I think it should come under review. We can certainly try it if they feel that it gives the most amount of benefits. But let's keep an open mind. We're, our, our sport is dynamic at the moment. Our league setup is dynamic at the moment. It can be a difficulty for sports to they get locked into this traditional setup that doesn't necessarily grow the brand. And we have this great opportunity now to keep everything fluid, be able to try different things and revert back if it doesn't work and, and keep modifying and, and changing as we go. And I think that should definitely be preserved as we go forward the next five, ten years with the league. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Reggie, we took it away from you there a little bit. We just You're had all right. discussion. You just had you and just had you sort as mediator in the middle there. <laughs> Unless I speak the better, <laughs> your grand. <laughs> um, now, is there anything else there that I want to bring up before we look into these this week's games? I don't think so. Uh, no, let's uh, let's have a look then at this week's games. And um, Reggie, I want to sort of get if your point of view on how we think they're going to go because there's some very important games this weekend, not just obviously for the top of the Premier Division, but also when it comes to playoffs as well. Um, and also when it comes to Division 1 too, there's some uh, huge, huge games. Um, let's start off in the Premier Division. Let's start with probably one of the biggest games this weekend, and that is the Cork Admirals at home to the Dublin Rebels. Both teams are 5-0. and oh. Basically, this kind of looks like a game that's going to determine who's going to be number one seed. Um, I kind of, I'm not, putting that down in stone because of course Reggie you're going your team is going to have a say in it too when you um face uh the rebels in your last game is it the rebels or you yeah it is no, rebels. UCD. No, UCD rebels. is your last game yeah yeah, yeah UCD is your last game sorry sorry um who was it the rebels last game I couldn't remember Trojans Trojans yes Trojans is their last game sorry but anyway the admirals against the uh, rebels who have you got oh god um it is. It's a hard one to pick because both their QBs are phenomenal. Um, but after playing both, I think you just just have to slightly edge to the rebels. They just like a tie rollout game is just it, it's it's hard to stop. Like because there was a few snaps we played against. About to go to DM, it was just like oh, I'm too tired. I need to go home. <laughs> just watching them run. <laughs> And then as a, when he's in at linebacker, he's amazing as well. And then, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those ones. It's it's just too close to call. But maybe just go Rebels. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fionn? Yeah, I'm going to lean with Reggie here. I think something about the momentum they have just speaks to me a little bit more than, than the, the momentum the Admirals have got. Uh, I don't think it's any big deal either, by the way, if they do go and beat the Admirals. I think the Admirals are going to keep it close. It's going to be a very entertaining game. 
Uh, and it's just, again, it's just set up for the for the playoffs. I think both teams will be very confident no matter what seed they get going into these playoffs. I think they're going to fancy themselves. And so here is about maybe trying some things, testing themselves out. Uh, there's a lot of good teams in the playoffs. So I think both teams are going to feel each other out. I, I give the edge to the Rebels like Reggie does, but uh, as long as the Admirals can keep it close, I don't think it's anything to despair about. Somebody's got to come out with the top speed, and I think both of these teams have a really great chance going into these playoffs as well. So I'll be looking forward to some mm-hmm. excellent football from both of them going forward, no matter what the outcome is. Okay. I think I'm going to go against you on this one. I think I'm going to go with the Admirals. Um, I think they have... Uh, flying under the radar is probably not the right term on it, but they've gone about their business quite quietly this year. And, you know, they have the same record as the Rebels, but they're not beating the Re- every other team 50-60 to nothing like the Rebels seem to do, apart from the Knights, obviously. Um, the I think the fact that the Rebels just played last week as well in a tough game at home to UCD, um, and a quick turnaround, have to travel down to Cork. The Admirals have had a few weeks off to get ready for this game. I think maybe we might see the Admirals come out on top on this one. A very close game. It could be a point in it like there was last week between UCD and the Rebels. But I think this time the Rebels don't come out on top. And I'm going to I'm gonna go for the Admirals on this one. Um, and they'll probably seal the number one spot then. Um, and have home advantage for the playoffs, which is not going to be easy for any team that makes the playoffs having to travel down to Cork for those games. Um, speaking of the playoff race, a huge game when it comes to the playoffs. Uh, the South Dublin Panthers are traveling over to face UCD. Um, we put a picture out of the latest uh, uh, on the latest with the playoffs at the moment. So UCD are in fourth, three and three. The Panthers are fifth, three and two. Um, so they have the same number of points, but the Panthers have played a game less. Um, speaking to Finn Kearns QB from the Panthers a couple of weeks ago, talked about um, how the big game is going to be the Trojans game. But the fact that if they can go to UCD and get a, a result this week after them losing last week, um, I think is going to be huge for this playoff race as well. Um, and I actually think I'm going to go with the Panthers on this one to cause an upset. Again, tough game for UCD last week in that heat too. It's got, it's got to account for something. The Panthers have been, um, you know, on a good run as well and playing quite well. Um, and I think that the break is going to help them. So I'm going to go with the Panthers to win this game. Reggie, Panthers, UCD, who have you got? It's uh, it depends on the Panthers squads. I think they've had most of the season they've had a small squad, um, but Finn is just phenomenal. <laughs> He's an absolute animal. Um, yeah. But I, th- I do I think just UCD because they're just every single one of them is just an athlete. Um, they're just and I think they'll just be the size of their squad. They'll just be too strong if if the Panthers have. Take a small squad. That's that's my only way I can pick between the two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going with Reggie on this one as well. I have to say, I 
I just think the UCD, yes, they're playing it. They came off a game there uh, the other week. Back-to-back games are always tough. But look, UCD have been playing well. They're a strong team uh, and they've kept it going. They they got some unlucky results there at the start of the season, but they've been heating up. The Panthers are also a good team. I really like them. I really enjoyed our our, our chat with Finn and the on the show the last week and they're growing, right? I don't think they're out of this. I do agree with them. I think the Trojans game is the one that they have to have circled. It's going to be the big one. They would surely love to beat UCD and it would certainly make life a little bit more comfortable for them. Uh, But I'm going to go with UCD on this one. But again, I think the Panthers have got to keep their eye. You never like to say it, but you got to keep half an eye on that Trojans game that coming up afterwards. And I think that's the one they're going to be really, really honed in on. Uh, not that they won't mm-hmm. give a good performance against UCD, but I just I think the momentum that UCD has at the moment I think is enough to push them past uh, a limited, albeit excellent, but limited Panther squad, as Reggie pointed out. Yeah, it is. It's so intriguing as well because if the Panthers do win this game and they go ahead with a game in hand as well, um, you know the Panthers running is tough. You know, they're all away, they're at UCD, and then they're at the Trojans, and then they're finishing up down at Cork against the Admirals. Um, but the thing is, if they win this game on Sunday, this playoff race, and, and the fact that the UCD would then be on the outside looking in, trying to get in, and it's out of their hands, is 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 insane to think that we'd be in this situation at the start of the year, considering obviously they are the sham defending Shamrock Bowl champions, but I think it just shows, lads, that how how much the quality um, has improved in in the Premier Division, even just from last year to this year, with all the other teams. Yeah, there's true competition, and I think it speaks to what Reggie was saying about about the Knights as well. They they might come out with a pretty similar record to last year, but they, by all intents and purposes, have been playing fantastic football and it's just there's so much talent now at the top end of this of this league we have ourselves that uh, I think it's really good I don't know Reggie what do you think uh, no that's it's 100% it's just every year just it seems to be you know <laughs> like our QB Spencer he's 82 or something now something like that he always goes on about the, the glory days and um, but you know back then it was just big lads at one other pint and then just a Batter the heads off people, but every year now it's just um, it's more and more athletes seem to be just getting into it, and it just gets the quality is it's just superb now, which is only great for the whole sport in general and for the likes of the Wolfhounds and all. Yeah, uh, definitely one hundred percent, and obviously with the the Steelers and the Jaguars market coming over here soon, you know, getting some camps maybe set up with former players and coaches to come over and help the players improve more. Obviously the the chances of guys going over is only going to increase, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, Let's move on quickly then to division one. And we'll start with the biggest game of the weekend in division one. And that is of course the UL Vikings going up against the Loud Mavericks in Dundalk. It's a game I hope to get down to now myself this weekend. Um, but uh, Reggie, we'll start with you on this one first. Vikings at Mavericks. Who have you got? Um, see, it's it's a hard one because I haven't even been able to watch any of the, um, either games really or anything. So I don't know, you know, is 
as a like I've seen Loud obviously have a lot of blowout games, but mm-hmm. I just know that uh, Limerick team are just they're again they're just athletes as well. Yeah. Both teams are six and zero as well. They haven't yeah. lost games, so that's obviously going to have to change this week. I'd go Limerick just just as a punt, to be honest with you. I've no other basis to guess on him. Yeah, I think Reggie's right. I think it's a, a great game. I it's you were talking about the, the Premier Division there where you've got now two teams, unbeaten teams facing off that have gone basically two different routes, one doing it quite loud, one doing it quite quietly. As far as I can see, both of these teams are coming into this game loud. They've they've played fantastic football, they've put up a lot of points. We have played against the Loud Mavericks last season, we've seen up close how good they can be, even with limited numbers. Uh, and we've refereed the UL Viking game against Derry, where they looked super strong. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean towards Reggie. Me and Reggie are agreeing throughout the board here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean towards Reggie and say, uh, UL Vikings. I think the depth of their squad and the talent from top to bottom uh, is really impressive, especially for that university team. They seem to be able to keep those guys around. They don't suffer the same problem that the Trinity have have faced the last couple of seasons. So I'm going to give the nod to the UL Vikings on this one. Yeah, um, this is yeah, this is such an intriguing game. Um, obviously, speaking with Nate and Harty last week, QB of the Mavericks, he's you know he's had, to be fair, he's only a pup. Chap's only a pup, and he's throwing for three, four touchdowns a game. Winning games fifty nil, forty nil, um, like the the offensive scheme they have in there is unreal. A thing that I go back to is though that game against the Rhinos, they had um, they had a really strong defensive performance against the Mavericks in a very close game. Obviously, with that faux field goal with the twelve men on the field, they shouldn't have never accounted. Um, so they got kind of lucky with that one, but they they didn't have a QB in place, their starting QB for the Rhinos is out injured. It was the backup. Obviously, the starting QB for O'Donnell is going to be there. They have an equally strong defense over in Limerick as well. So I think if the defense can get at Nathan early and if they can stop the run, if they can stop the, the passing game, and then if they can sort of, you know, dominate on their side of the ball, I think that they have a great chance. But like I said, said, the defense on the Mavericks are fantastic too because they're winning none. Um, they're winning games to nil so many times as well. So they're shutting teams out. So they're very strong too. Um, I think I'm going to lean with the the Vikings on this one as well. I think that they are a team that are extremely pissed off from last year losing that ball game, and they want to get into that Premier Division. And I think that they're going to strive for that number one seed, especially with the ball game, I think, taking place in Limerick this year as well. Yeah, so I'm going to lean with the Vikings in a very good, strong, close game. The Vikings to win that one. Um, a game with playoff implications is the Dublin Rhinos going up against the Kildare Crusaders um, up in Newbridge in Kildare. Fionn, I'll go with you first on this one. Who are you going for? Yeah, super close game as well. Great slate of games we have this weekend. I am going to go with the Rhinos for this one based on uh, pretty much how you touched on last week. Very close game against the uh, the Mavericks that they were unlucky to lose as it turned out. And then with their backup quarterback, 
I like how the Rhinos have played. They've they've really played some nice football from what I've seen of them so far this season. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Rhinos in this one. No no disrespect to the Crusaders who've who are a great football team. We've played them before in the past as well. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna stick with my guns on this one and and stick with the Rhinos. Reggie. Uh, yeah, um, another close game probably I would say, but I would have to <laughs> go with the Rhinos too, just from the the, the experience of S uh, sorry Premier Division now from last season might just see them over the edge in these close games mm-hmm. possibly. That's sort of my reasoning. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I'm gonna go to Crusaders on this one. Um, for a similar reason as to why they won their previous meeting a couple of weeks ago, the the Rhinos have a really, really strong defense, which is great. But like I said, they have their backup QB, who's still still can play well, but I still think they're going to miss that little bit. Um, the important thing, I think, for the Crusaders is, obviously, um, Jordan Farrell's QB, very strong, talented quarterback. Um, but it's all about that getting that running game going, using that running game to set up the passing game for Jordan, so he can sort of expose that that defense of the Rhinos. Um, so I'm going to go with the Crusaders to win this one, and I think if they do win that that game, they seal their uh, playoff spot as well. So I think that's a huge thing for them too. So I'm going to go for a Crusaders win. The final game is the Antrim Jets um, going up against the Donegal Derry Vipers. Vipers have one win this year. The um, Jets, unfortunately, do not have any. This is their last chance. This is their last game of the year. Um, I'm going to go with the Jets on this one for no other reason than I know how painful it is to go a season 0-8, and and I don't wish that on anybody. Um. So I don't want that to happen. I want them to finish their season on a high, and that's why I'm going to go for the Jets to get the win on this one. Uh, Fionn? Fionn, you're on mute, my friend. Sorry. Yeah, my my heart says the Jets on this one, but uh, I'm not sure. I think it's I think it's a tough ask. I don't know. Dar, do we think, are they going to fulfill this game? Is my memory playing tricks that they didn't? They, fulfill they didn't the fulfill game. the game against Limerick last week, yeah, because uh, they had low numbers. Um, but they have, yeah. from what I've seen, they are planning to fulfill this fixture on Sunday, so it is going to go ahead. Okay, well, uh, my money is going to be on that the fixture doesn't go ahead. How about that? That's that's where I'm going to say on this. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, Reggie, last game of the weekend, and it's only fair that the guest gets to give the the very last prediction. So, what do you think, Jets and Vipers? Well, if the game does go ahead, um, I would I'd have to go with uh, the Vipers because um, I know the Jets have had a lot of injuries as of lately. Um, and it's just trying to claw that back, especially when you're down beating from being 0-7 as it is at the minute. It could be, it could just be a tough ask for anyone. Yeah, uh, understandable, totally understandable. Um, and look, listen, if it does happen, it does happen. Don't worry to the Jets. I think that they will come back stronger next year. I saw that they've decided to make a head coach change as well. They've, 
Big Donald is going after about seven years in charge there. So there's going to be a, a rake of changes there in the club this off season for sure. And hopefully they can sort of get numbers back um, and start um, making a run at it again. But Reggie, it's been absolutely fantastic to have you on the show, my guy. Hopefully you've uh, you've enjoyed the last hour. That's been brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Thanks for having me. No problem. Listen no. to me talk oh, oh. nonsense. <laughs> well, look, <laughs> listen, I don't I know we don't have the name like talking balls, but we do talk nonsense as well. I know it's not <laughs> so it's fine. Um well listen, if there is anyone in the Belfast area that wants to get involved in um American football with the Knights, what's the uh, the best way about getting in contact with the club? Um probably our Instagram page would be the the one that hit, hit the hardest. It's the one we're we're trying to focus on most because obviously younger people prefer Instagram these days rather than us old fellas that are still stuck in um, Facebook. <laughs> that but that'd be the best way. Just shoot me a message. I'm pretty much have the run the Instagram myself, so you're probably talking to me and always open and friendly to talk to anyone about wanting to join. And I could I just say also our Youth ones are starting this coming Wednesday. So anyone 15 to 18, if you're to shoot us a message, more than happy to have you done. Excellent stuff, excellent. Like I mentioned, Reggie, it's it's been great having you on. Best of luck with the game against um the Cowboys in a couple of weeks. Um definitely be pulling for you guys. Um and hey look. Once you win that game, maybe you can sort of mess up the, the playoff race a little bit as well. You know, you get to have a little say towards the end of this season too. <laughs> well, well, we can only try. That's you know, it. UCD is never an easy fixture. That's it for sure. Um, it's never an easy fit. Well, I think that's the way. It's a good. Uh, it's a good way to describe the Premier Division for sure. There is no easy fixtures in that division at all. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I see that it actually is in UCD. I'll see if I can get down for that game for sure. Um, we'll see what time uh, Fionn decides to let us out of training at that time, see if I can make the trip over to Belfield for that, for sure. But um, that's where we're going to wrap up this edition of the show. If you are watching this on YouTube and you haven't already, make sure you like this video and comment underneath and let us know who do you think is going to, to win this weekend and who do you think are going to make the playoffs in Division 1 and the Premier Division, of course, Division 2. We all make the playoffs, so everybody wins. So there's no point in guessing that for sure, apart from Trinity. Trinity don't make it. Um, we are on Instagram, at UnderCenterPod. We're on Twitter as well, at UnderCenterPod. Um, that's the best place to find us. We kept up to date with the latest happenings with the show and who's going to be on it and where you can get all the shows. We are on podcast, Under Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. That is where you'll be able to listen to us on the go, Spotify, Apple, all of them were there. Um, Fionn, as always, thank you, my friend. Pleasure as always, Dara. Um, and until next week, stay safe, and we'll see you soon.